You are listening to Kayo Conversations, a podcast about anything and everything that matters to Kayo Megas. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Leslie Harrington, CEO for Kayo Mega. And we are joined today by none other than your SH, the national president of Chi Omega, Laura Miller, an initiate of Rho Epsilon Ch- or chapter at Texas Christian University. As you can probably imagine, Laura has an extensive Chi Omega resume. Before becoming SH, she served as an advisor to Rho Epsilon chapter for 30 years and as the Fort Worth alumni chapter president. She is also a proud founding member of Chi Omega's national recruitment team, joining in 1988 and serving as its chair for seven years. In 2010, 2012, and 2014, she was elected to serve in the position of SNV, or National Treasurer, on the Supreme Governing Council. In 2016 and 2018, she was re-elected as STB and then became SH in 2020. And if you do all that math, it means Laura is now in her 12th year on the Governing Council. She is also a member of the Chi Omega Foundation's 1895 Society and the Margaret Hyde Heritage Society. Professionally, Laura is the market president at Fort Worth Veritex Bank and has more than 40 years in business and marketing experience. She has also managed to serve her alma mater, TCU, on the Board of Trustees and as president of the National Alumni Association. And she has received all from TCU the Alumni Service Award, the President Service Award, and the Outstanding Sorority Advisor Award. She has also volunteered in a number of community organizations and currently serves as an elder at University Christian Church. Laura and her husband, Todd, a member of Lambda Chi Alpha, reside in Fort Worth, Texas. They have two sons, Scott and Jay, who are both members of SAE and graduated from where else but TCU. Jay's wife, Emily, is a Tri-Delta, and Scott's wife, Crystal, is a Chi Omega, also from TCU. Laura has five grandchildren, Jack, Molly, Kate, Michael, Robbie, Ford, plus one more on the way due next month. Well, hello, Madam President. We are so honored to have you with us today. Thanks for dropping in. Thank you, Leslie. It's great to be with you, and I'm looking forward to this podcast and hope anyone who happens to listen enjoys it. Wonderful. Laura, in an effort for our sisters and friends to get to know our governing council better, we want to dive into some questions that reveal more about the real you. So we want to know, how did you find Chi Omega? Because we think that is no accident. It was a wonderful, wonderful series of serendipitous moments that led me to Chi Omega. When I started at TCU, I did not go through recruitment. No one in my family had been Greek before, and I went to TCU and had not planned on going through Rush as we knew it then, and that was the case. But as my freshman year unfolded and I got involved in a number of things on campus and spent time making new friends, when I connected all of the dots, all of those people with whom I established great relationships happened to be Greek, and when I started stopped and thought, which one? What's the common denominator? And of course, the common denominator was Chi Omega. There is one woman who uh, was a friend from growing up from church camp, actually, who became my big sister in Chi Omega. 
and encouraged me to go through recruitment. And I have always been grateful for Susie's nudge to send me through recruitment and change not only the trajectory of my time at TCU, but certainly the rest of my life. So lots of good fortune. Yeah, I was going to say on behalf of Kymega, thank you, Susie. My goodness. Well, what would you say is your favorite memory from your time at Royal Epsilon Chapter? Oh, gosh, so many. I, I think they fall in two categories. One, as a collegiate, just like you and hundreds of thousands of others would answer, it's all that collection of small moments with your friends with the hijinks, with the fun, with the conversations, the late nights, recruitment, all of the things that made for a great experience. I loved playing intramurals. And I think adding on to that, that really enhanced and developed my love for Chi Omega were all the years I spent as an advisor in that chapter room, learning to teach, to love, different generations of women to encourage them and just plain have fun with literally thousands of sisters. And that is probably the most formative part of my time. What's wonderful to hear that this has been so rewarding for you as your service has been for Kaimega. So I'm glad you're having fun along the way. Uh, Now you are leading over 265,000 living, breathing Kayanega women, including over 25,000 women in college right now. You're also serving, gosh, in the midst of an ongoing pandemic and a very challenging time for the world. So what drives you to do this work? Well, I'm sometimes I'm not sure as I paused (laughs) on that one. Um, Sometimes I think just because I raised my hand and said, yes, I will, or low IQ, a collection, (laughs) all of those things. But truly, I came to understand that service to Chi Omega, to our sisters, to this experience, to lead, to serve all of these sisters is really a call to me. It is answering the call to help encourage and develop the next generation of leaders in answering that call. And I was unidentified to me and unlabeled for so long that I couldn't really articulate it, but now I can. And it is simply daily answering the call to serve and understanding the importance of Chi Omega's role in the lives of, as you said, 260,000 plus sisters. And I don't take that lightly the responsibility more importantly i don't take the privilege lightly i know that to be true we have a convention coming up this june uh assuming you are re-elected as sh this summer what would you say is your biggest focus strategically as we close out the 21-22 academic year and look forward to 22-23 well i guess if i were to really say Um, at the macro level, I would probably say the engagement of our sisters. How can Chi Omega really add to a sister's life? That could be a variety of ways. And certainly that varies with alumni and with collegiate sisters. That part engagement, number one, for our, for particularly for our alumni, for our collegiate sisters, their health, their safety, their wellness, 
our work concerns are constant concerns around the struggles they may have with mental health, with belonging, with really understanding how Chi Omega adds value to their experience, to their lives, and shapes the future through friendship. That great and first and best purpose of Chi Omega. And if we can keep over the next two years, the health, safety, and wellness, and the centeredness of the importance of friendship, life-altering friendship, in the experiences that you learn around it, I think it'll be a great biennium. And I'm committed to that. And I know you are too. And if I am fortunate enough to be reelected as SH, I imagine whoever serves with you and I will have those same big commitments in mind. I know they will. And it's, it's comforting to know that you know, the human basic need of belonging never really goes out of style. And it's it's in us all from our time as children. And speaking of children, you have several grandchildren. Uh, but I want to talk specifically about granddaughters. What do you see as the future for your granddaughter and the granddaughters of others that might be interested in sorority life? Well, I hope for Molly Kate Miller and all <laughs> the young women and girls out there First of all, I hope that we will evolve and be relevant to her and to all of the hers, if you will, out there so that when the time comes for them to enroll in college, they will find what generations have found, which is if you want to add the cherry on the top of that collegiate Sunday, it is certainly in the sorority experience, but the very best cherry, as we know, is really Chi Omega. And I am hoping that we evolve and that we continue as we evolve and ensure relevance, that we also understand that that core principle of friendship and being with like-hearted women who support you, challenge you, and find a way to help you grow will still be there. And I'm going to have my fingers crossed that when the time comes that Molly Kate Miller will be a Chi Omega and that maybe her Tri-Delta mama will think it's okay. That's my (laughs) fervent wish. Well, if I know Molly Kate, uh, the way that you've described her, I think she's going to want that cherry on top. And I hope all the women uh, that are entering college in the next few generations still want that cherry on top. Now, looking back to your collegiate experience and your alumna experience, at what point did you know that you wanted to serve Kaimeg at the highest level on the Supreme Governing Council? And tell us, what did it feel like when your name was read on the slate at convention for the very first time? Oh, gosh. I began service on the national level, the national recruitment team in 1988. And I began just to contribute my experience and my knowledge in that area and began traveling to chapters and working with them to improve recruitment. And over a period of time and through my leadership on that team, several sisters approached me and said, would you consider serving on the governing council? And I said, if I'm ever asked, certainly I would consider it. So in all Honesty, that was back in the early 2000s. And when I had the opportunity in 2010 to have my name read as SNV 
it felt so affirming to know that my sisters had selected me to honor the badge of the SNV and to serve the fraternity on the governing council. I'd felt that the fraternity had invested in me. I felt prepared. And yet at the same time, the overall feeling when you stand in front of the convention body, you say the oath of your office, your, a badge is pinned on you, then you are overwhelmed with the privilege and the responsibility. And I think each of the times I've had that opportunity, that feeling of pride, fear, yeah. privilege, responsibility, the whole mashup hits you all over again and you feel daunted and encouraged. Well, I can imagine there's a feeling that you uh, are standing on you know, the shoulders of giants. So when you think about your Chi Omega Giants, which Chi Omega mentor has had the greatest impact on you? Oh, gosh, there's more than one. And I think almost all of us could say that when we're when involved in something long tenured. The very first mentor was my Rush advisor. She just passed away within the last year, Cherry Howard Garrett. She believed in 19-year-old Laura Miller, actually 19-year-old Laura Schrode, and really... <laughs> pushed me, promoted me, coached me, scolded me, shaped me, and then helped me be an advisor starting at the ripe old age of 22. When Mm -hmm. I became involved on the national level, my earliest two mentors were Rosalind Dabbs and Mary Evelyn White, both of whom were wonderful, supportive, outstanding women. And then over the last two years, this last, this term, really, the five living SHs, Melanie Shea, Marianne Frugge, Jean Pickett, Letitia Fulkerson, and Shelly Potter mentor me as I am in this role because there are six of us living who have worn this badge. And until you have been the one wearing the badge, even though you've been in close close proximity to it, you do not know what it is like to fully have the responsibility of the fraternity on your shoulders. And those five women are a terrific sounding board and group of mentors to me this day and every day. I've been very, very blessed. And I hope someday that sisters will say that I return that in kind. Well, I can say it already, Laura, you are returning it in kind. And I would say you are kind of a raised right, having all those women in your corner for so long. Uh, as CEO, you are my boss. And this is the one and only time where we have role reversal. You are in the hot seat, my friend, for a change instead of me. And I plan to take full advantage of this moment. So please do us the honor of sharing with our listeners about the now infamous National Recruitment Team Training Beauty Contest held decades ago at the Executive Headquarters. Ah, yes, you clearly have some loose-lipped spies left in the headquarters that would inform you of this. Yep, indeed. Oh, let me think back. It was in the mid-90s, probably, and Mm -hmm. there were between 20 and 30 sisters staying in the headquarters for a weekend of the National Recruitment Team training. 
one of the sisters, actually two of them had been heavily involved in pageants in their youth. And the Miss America pageant happened to be on the weekend of the training. So we decided after dinner on Saturday night that we would all gather in the lounge upstairs, the TV lounge of the headquarters, and we would place bets on Miss America. So we were running this. It was all determined ahead of time. And then one of the sisters, of course, you put a bunch of recruitment chairs together. You're going to add costumes in general. So one of the sisters determined that we should have our own pageant. So everyone brought pageant wear, whatever they wanted to, to the headquarters for a parade and a pageant. And Lynn Harris, everyone's favorite person in Chi Omega, probably your favorite podcast guest, our archivist, she wore an old bridesmaid's dress. As she said, it was backless because it no longer zipped and wouldn't fit and wore a sash, a handmade sash that said Miss Nationals. We had several sisters that wore real pageant dresses. One sister, former governing council member, Jane Tankersley, wore her Girl Scout sash with all her merit badges and was Miss Girl Scout. And everyone thought I was not participating because I came downstairs in a pair of tennis shoes and just a longish sort of coat. And this and people were like, you put this together, you're not participating. And at the end, I took off my coat and revealed that I was the lone entrant in the swimsuit competition. (laughs) So um, that has been the longstanding joke that I was uh, a swimsuit contestant in a beauty pageant at the headquarters. And I think the only way I would have possibly won is to have been the only entrant. (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, you can, you can put that on your resume now. I mean, for sure. I think we'll pass. I think we'll pass on that. But I think (laughs) that this indicates that regardless of the age or the circumstance that Chimegas know how to have fun. (laughs) We sure do. We sure do. And I know the crowd went wild when they saw all the costumes. Laura, what do you think our our members would be most surprised to learn about this SH? Oh, I would think that probably they would say that they'd be surprised to learn that I was never a lettered officer in Mm -hmm. Rho Epsilon. I served as what we then called social chair and I was assistant, what we then called rush chair. I think they would be perhaps surprised to know that I was never a national consultant and I never worked at the headquarters, that my background and service to Chi Omega was through being an advisor at the local level and then contributing whatever knowledge and expertise I had in recruitment and then just learned other things and contributed professional skills on the financial side. And, you know, not everybody volunteers for Chi Omega has been a consultant or is a former GH. So sisters, all of you out there listening to this, raise your hand. It's not always the same way how you get involved with Chi Omega. There are different pathways, aren't there? And yours is one of them. And yes. Laura, I, I am not going to lie. I have loved having you in the hot seat today. So thank you for allowing our podcasters to get to know you a little bit better. Thank you, Leslie, for having me. Sisters who are listening, thank you for allowing me to honor the badge of SH 
And Leslie, thank you for leading us so well from that CEO hot seat you say you're on. (laughs) Well, we enjoy our hot seat and I'm appreciative of everyone today for listening and tuning in. And please continue to do so and continue to tune in for more kind of conversations coming your way. Also, if you have any podcast ideas or notable guests you'd like to hear from in our next broadcast, let us know just by emailing us at kaimega at kaimega.com. And as always, keep an eye on Kaimega's social media channels so you can be sure to join us next time. Thank you.